This is Backdoor Boink, where we welcome every side of everyone. Please note, this is an 18-plus podcast. It's time to put in some earbuds if you don't want to answer awkward questions from your children, family, or friends. I'm Kayla, a certified relationship and intimacy coach. And I'm MJ, and I brought the lube. In this podcast, we explore the the behind-the-scenes of a weekly wellness topic reviewed on our YouTube channel. Our goal is to help you feel good be naughty. Thank you for checking out our After Dark, After Hours podcast. You can find more information, including our YouTube channel, social media accounts, events, Discord, and products at boinked.com. That's www.boink-ed.com. Now, let's get in that back door. I pressed the button. I'm the one that pushes buttons around here. I mean, I think we both do. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So tonight we are talking about how to bring BDSM into the bedroom. And I already thought of a title. Oh? Yeah. What? All about the tongue. Oh, I was thinking aisle 15 at Home Depot. Ooh. Is that really the aisle number though? I don't remember anymore. Ah, see? We'd have to look it up. It might be different from depot to depot. Shouldn't be. Depot? I'm a little... Nope. No, don't, don't, don't. Don't sing. I know. I know. Naughty. Yes. Yes, I am. All right. So we're going to talk about our own experiences and then we'll give some actual suggested advice. But here's the thing. We're going to talk about our own experiences. I didn't think we talked about those. I thought we just told true stories and changed the names. I mean, also that, which would be experiences. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. (laughs) So we'll give some legitimate advice towards the end of this. Okay. But I actually have to hand the wheel over to you. Why? Because my experience about bringing BDSM into the bedroom is very, very skewed. I have never had a problem talking about sexual stuff, my needs, my desires. My third time having sex of any kind, I told my partner to wrap the chain belts around my wrists. My third time having sex. Okay. But I know you've been in situations where a partner is more vanilla. And so maybe you've had some success and maybe you've had some failures. And maybe we can learn from that. I mean, usually failures. Remember, it's all about how it's approached. Mm -hmm. And I recall one time in high school, I suggested something and my partner was like, eh. And she counteroffered. Ooh. And okay, I, I like, want to know what your... Eh, I don't remember what it was at the okay. time, but we settled on, you know, meeting in the middle. And then after that, it was a lot of failures. Oh. Yeah. So whatever it was that you attempted, a little tit for tat, mm-hmm. how did that go? It went okay. Yeah? Yeah. But then... We went our separate ways, whatever. Okay. Just didn't have yeah, common wasn't... sexual interests? Yeah. Or was it ineffective communication? Or both? I think it was a clashing of personalities. But, you hmm. know, that's neither here nor there. Gotcha. Otherwise, I think it probably would have worked if it wasn't for, you know, Everything about you? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to be nice. But, yeah. <laughs> everything about her or, in her eyes, everything about me and everything in between. Everything in between. All right. So don't be opposed to counter offers. I don't know. I don't know how I'm not I actually... necessarily going to say counter offers, but if it's extreme left or extreme right, maybe a counter offer to meet somewhere in the middle and explore. That would be called a compromise. 
Yes, it would. Yeah. Sorry, words are hard. <laughs> words are hard this Brain's late at night. Brain's not functioning tonight. That's fine. So okay. Yeah, compromise somewhere. Finding a compromise. As opposed to, see, a counteroffer says, I will try A, but only if you're willing to try B. And that's a little coercive, in my opinion. That's probably not be. healthy. It can be. I mean, it's bribery. Like, if you really want to do A, you're you... going to try B, even if it's not within your boundaries. Yeah. I don't recommend counter offers, but compromises, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Words, like I said, words fail me tonight. No, no, it's fine. And that's a good point for us to clarify, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do we just go on to advice at this point? I have because... no advice. Why don't we just call it a wrap and go to bed? Oh, my gosh. Bed or bed? No, bed. Oh, yay. We can go play our games more. I love Adopt Me so much. We are so addicted. Anyway, let's talk about some ways Mm -hmm. that we can approach bringing BDSM into the bedroom. I have a tip for the guys. Ooh, okay. Do it. Don't just open the catalog, buy a bunch of shit, and send it home one day and unpack it and just leave it lying around. That might backfire on you. Talking from experience? No. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's a very good tip. In general, I don't care if you identify as a guy, girl, or somewhere in between. I say guys because that's how my brain works. Understandably. But I would give this suggestion to anyone. You do not spring BDSM on someone. You need to... Build up to it. Yeah, you need to prepare. You need foreplay, in a sense. You need to communicate first. Exactly. So how do you communicate? How do you communicate that you are interested in BDSM? You could be at the point where you know this is something that you need for yourself, Mm -hmm. that you need as part of your life, and that is okay. Sexual needs are just as valid as your need for food and your need for housing and your need for clothing. Sexual needs are recognized by the World Health Organization. Okay, but are we talking to and for lack of better BDSM virgins, and one says one day, I need this? Or are we talking one person who has experience in the lifestyle trying to introduce it to someone who has no knowledge or limited knowledge, no experience? Well, let's talk about it in the sense of individuals in a committed relationship. And for the purposes of this podcast, we'll say two individuals. I mean, if you're in a polycule, chances are one of them is kinky and you guys are really good at communication. So yay for you, right? Right. Communication in a polycule is pivotal. So without it, I don't see that working at all. Yeah, no, no. So for purposes of this, let's talk two people, committed relationship. Mm -hmm. And let's say that one is maybe a novice in that maybe they've had some dabblings. Okay. And the other person is just very vanilla. So that way we put them on, somebody has a little bit of knowledge that's piqued their interest, and the other person has not expressed any such interest. Okay. Those are the grounds for tonight. Okay. So we tell the novice, don't spring it on the partner. That includes spankings. Mm-mm. You're right. I, I do recall you... Go ahead. Share with the class. What did I do? You didn't do anything. You told me something a friend said about surprising somebody with a spanking and them just about going through the roof. Yeah, that's laying hands on a person. Yep. Without consent, that is, that is not okay. Yes, and even name-calling, because everybody has trigger words. Not even name-calling. Pet names, even. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, when you say name-calling, I'm thinking... You dirty little... Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, even pet names. Some people have triggers to pet names. I know plenty of uh, women identifying that would not like to be called baby. Not even that. Former relationships, so-and-so called someone schnookums or something, and that, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) That's a good one. I love the way your brain works. And you come out with that, and all of a sudden, they're just triggered, and you have absolutely no clue why. Yep. You know my no-no word. Schnookums. Well, now it might be. Actually, you know what? I kind of like it. You should break that out. Yeah, no. What popped into my head was your old ringtone for me, and that's what fell out of my mouth. You're my honey bunch sugar plum pummy yummy yumpkin. Yeah, that. You're my sweetie pie. Yeah, I had to find the most ridiculously adorable song for Grumpy Gills. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you are trying so hard not to smirk right now. It's because it made you moist. Oh, okay. You know what? Are you going to do that every episode? No. Once the reaction stops, I'll stop. Blech. Okay. I'll move uh, on to something else. All right. So we've given advice on things not to do. Mm-hmm. Here's what people should do. What about approaching it like, oh my gosh, you will never guess what I dreamt about last night. Yeah. The dream. The kinky dream. The kinky dream. Because you're not responsible for what happens in your dreams, but it lays the ground. Yeah. Hey, I got something on my mind. I want to talk about it. I had a dream about it. Yeah. Another option. Mm. Not going to cost a lot of money. Go buy a sleep mask. Oh. I was thinking, I'd like to try this. It's a sleep mask. It's harmless. If nothing else, it helps you take a nap in the afternoon. Okay, but we just discussed not bringing toys into the home. So what if you had a sleep mask or you bought one, Mm -hmm. but you used it for that purpose for a while? And then you can Set the say, stage. right, it's already an object you have in mm-hmm. your house that people become familiar with and it does not have sexual representation nope. or meaning. And then you can use that whole little, I read about or I came across an article regarding mm-hmm. sensories being heightened when you cut off one of your senses. Hopefully that's common knowledge. Hopefully that's common knowledge. But in this instance, by saying it's something that you came across or my friend was talking about one of their experiences, it takes that pressure off of you. Mm -hmm. And by taking that pressure off of you, it does not put any pressure on the the partner. partner. Exactly. When you say something like, I have been thinking nonstop about your hands around my neck. Oh, 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 okay, now I have to do the thing. Yeah, I suppose. So were we giving good advice, bad advice, or just advice? All of the above? Can I give the bad advice? Uh-oh. I'm good at that. Uh-oh. You've got more? Oh, honey. Did you just call me honey? I did. The amount of bad advice I can give people. Did you just call me honey? I did. You're going to test that one out right on our recording, <laughs> huh? You have never <laughs> called me Honey. <laughs> Doesn't make you moist, does it? Oh my god. Is this podcast just for you to make me cringe? Kinda. Okay. All right. Here's one. Start with the other person's fantasies. Hmm. How would you ask? How would you broach that gently? You know me. I'm a bull in a china closet and I just have no filter and speak what's on my mind. Did you say a china closet? Yeah. I thought it was a china shop. Whatever. Go on. As you were. Yeah. So either I sit there and don't say anything. Or it just falls out of my mouth. Guess what I read about? Want to try it? Oh my gosh. Okay. For science. For science. I do love that that is our go-to in this household. Hey, I read about something. Do you want to try it for science? And the answer is always absolutely yes. Now we have to. 
because it's for science. It's it's pretty much my job <laughs> to know how this feels, whether I like it or not. Yeah, for science. But I'm talking about how do you ask someone about their fantasies. Instead of coming forth with just your needs, lay that groundwork for them to bring forth their fantasies first. How do you ask somebody that? Well, you can go back to the dream. Oh. I had a dream. Yeah. You know, what have you dreamed about? Oh. Do you remember? That's a good one. If nothing else, it gives you stuff for the spank pank lighter. <laughs> That's a good one. And once you have their fantasies, you can start building from there. Y- yeah. I mean, think of a good role play situation. You don't just jump into it. You sit and you think about it. Maybe a couple hours, you can put something together. Maybe a couple days. Maybe weeks. Maybe weeks. Be patient. Sit on it. But you want to put it together and present it to them like a... With with slideshows and everything? Oh, like a whole presentation? Can we have an overhead projector in the actual slide projectors that went clunk? How old are you? I was thinking like a PowerPoint presentation. Ew, nobody likes PowerPoints. Exactly. With those funky diagonal transitions and the oh, spinny... Oh, no. Get motion sick thinking about it. I think we found something I hate more than the M word. PowerPoint. Oh, yeah, okay. But you wrap it up in a nice little bow and then you get yourself straight. See, I'm talking about the other person's And then fantasies. you present it to them with their fantasies, with your fantasies. Give them some things to... Ah, okay. You know? See, if I was trying to make somebody feel more comfortable, I would, first of all, discuss their fantasies, try and enact their fantasies if it was within my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And once they realize that it's okay to explore fantasies, then start opening up the conversation about my needs or my desires. So we're fulfilling that other person and showing them that it is okay to want something outside of the box. Outside of <laughs> outside the box. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. I was going to say just outside the, you know, standard horizontal mambo. Good old missionary. Good old missionary. Hey, it, it still There's gets the job. There's nothing wrong with it. Nope. As long as you get the right angle. That's key. Yeah. Go ahead. You can smirk. You get the right angle. Okay, here's my favorite one. Now, this would have to be at a point where you have some good communication or at least an open-minded partner. We've talked about this before, the yes, no, maybe list. You want to go there? I mean, that's the next step. I mean, yeah, it could be. Or you could sit down and watch some movies. (gasps) Ooh. And I'm not talking those grainy films that, you know, (laughs) you have to adjust the tracking for them to come in on. No, something like How to Build a Sex Room. Right on Netflix. Oh my gosh, that show is so good. Yeah. What's the other one on Netflix? It's kind of funny. Bonding. (gasps) Bonding is really good. There's there's lots of no-nos in that show, but it's still fun to watch and funny. That is a really, really good show. Yeah, you could always get Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades. The movies weren't bad. Knowing the lifestyle, there's a lot of things in that movie that make people cringe. Well, once you get past the first movie and they start to get into the psychology of the male individual in that relationship, it starts to make a lot more sense. It doesn't mean that it's healthy necessarily, but for the soft core kind of sexy scenes. You also have to remember it it was a romance novel. That's pretty much what it really was written as. That's true. And the author doesn't, or at least didn't at that point, I'm sure she knows now. A lot of what goes on behind the scenes with consent and conversations and negotiations. Well, hold up. 
So normally I'm like, don't trust Fifty Shades of Grey. That's not how it works. But why are we harping on this one particular book? This is not the first book that has explored BDSM in a way that is meant to be purely fantasy. No, it's not. But it's the most mainstream. Anne Rice's Sleeping Beauty is all about this chick's lack of consent and mm-hmm. how she develops into this great little dirty You know there's nasty. a fourth book now, right? Oh, son of a gun. I gotta rebuy the whole series. I lent somebody book one and I don't know who. I swear book one's appeared and book three is gone. Maybe. Whatever. So maybe we shouldn't harp on it so much. The author, to the best of my knowledge, never came out and said, like, this is an accurate representation of no. the BDSM lifestyle. Never did. It's just a fantasy. It's smut. It got all sorts of, pardon me for my generalization and non-PC-ness. It got a bunch of horny housewives all worked up and they wanted to explore. Mm. Because, let's face it, this was written more for females than males. I agree. Okay. I think a lot of smut is. It usually is. Don't get me wrong, I like to sit down and pick up smut and read a quick short story here and there too, but... It's still generally written for a female. That actually harkens back to another generalization that statistically has some truth, which is that the way women learn and the way women process things is generally focused in the brain. Their Mm -hmm. fantasies are all in the brain as where the male species is visual, hence porn, primarily consumed by the male population. Right. And the books primarily consumed by the female populations. And again, this is, you know, gender fluid when I'm talking about male and female. It's how you identify because that's how your brain works. Right. Okay, so movies. Movies is a good way to introduce it. Yeah, movies are a good route. Okay. 365 is a good one. That one's on Netflix as well. I don't know if I've seen that one yet. I think it's a little more than softcore. It doesn't get super kinky, Mm -hmm. but... They get super hot and heavy and very, very So it's very not something naked. I could pull up on my computer at work and leave running in the No, okay. no, no. Have you not seen it? I don't know. I would know within the first five minutes. But another one where consent, again, not a thing. And, and that's, that's a fantasy for a lot of people. Okay, anyway, so fine. After you've gone and exhausted all of these and you've built up a foundation of good communication... Yep. Now it's time to really explore what is yay, what's nay, and what's a maybe. So that is a yes, no, maybe list. Now, the great thing about yes, no, maybe lists is you can find some very, very general. Am I allowed to kiss here? Am I allowed to kiss there? Those sort of things. And you can find some that are kinky as fuck. And literally just Google yes, no, maybe. My Google tonight to find one. Yep. Scarletine popped up with one, starting with minors. Trying to understand. Understanding what is appropriate for them. So for those listening that don't know, Scarletine is a young adult Mm -hmm. website that is focused on education, LGBTQ, kink, sexuality, gender, all of it. And it is absolutely amazing. If you are curious and you go to our website, www.boink.com hyphen ed.com and when you get the pop-up that says are you 18 if you clicked no it will take you to the scarletine website our idea being if you are not of legal age to come shopping here at least get the information that you need over there pretty freaking amazing site yep 
So you Googled what? I Googled kink, yes, no, maybe list. And I printed off the first one that I came across. Uh-huh. After taking a quick peek at it. I won't give the name, but it gives you a bunch of sex and kink ideas. So this one is unique yeah. because it's not just talking about activities. No. Nope. It actually has activities, sexual activities. It has languages that are approved or unapproved. And it has feelings. Right. What is the intent of what you want to feel? What is the intent of what you want to make your partner feel? Do you want to make them feel loved, humiliated, sexy? All of these. So this was a very unique one. We will have to reach out to the creator of it and see if we can share it on the podcast link. So keep an eye out or send us an email and we will make sure that you get that if need be. Yep. Send me an email. I will fire the list off to you. Yeah. Very unique. Very awesome. So let's try a couple of these. Now people can't see us so we can't hold up like little postcards. So you are going to say one of the activities. Okay. And then we'll do a countdown. Three, two, one, and we both say it at the same time. I have not seen this list. Google's been listening and is playing raunchy music in the other room now. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is it good? No. Damn. So this section is sex and kink. Yes, no, maybe. Okay. Okay. And we'll start at the top. Age play. Three, two, one, no. Maybe. You paused. You deliberately went after I did. Depends what age. Okay, fair, fine. It's generally a no for me, but yeah. depends on the age. Okay, next. Anal. Three, two, one, Maybe. yes. At least you did it at the same time. <laughs> Blindfolds. Three, two, one, yes. Yes. You did better last time. Blood play. Three, two, one. No. Hell no. <laughs> Flogging. Three, two, one. Yes, yes, please. Okay, but along with this list, there are options. Yes. So. Top, giver, bottom, receiver. Right. Switch. That's not common for most yes, no, no maybe lists that I've come across no. either. Um, E-stem. Three, two, one. Yes. Maybe? Yes? Yes. I'm I'm maybe leaning towards yes. I've done tens machines for PT and physical chiropractor. therapy. You know, yeah, I would do it. I don't know how I feel about Eastem on my Doesn't have to be on your lady bits. <laughs> yes, technical terms. Your hoo ha. No, my vajayjay? Yeah, that. Oh my god. I penis. Hate I <laughs> you can't smell happiness without penis. Humiliation. Three, two, one. Yes. yes. <laughs> Gender play. Three, two, one. Yes. Maybe. So that's the basic sex and kink side of it. Oh, wow. There's even more. How many pages of sex and kink are there? Two. Okay. And then it goes to... Language. All right. Let's do one or two language ones. Okay. Uh, ass. Boy, girl. Beautiful. Bits. Boobs. Brat. Cunnilingus, destroy. Ooh. So this is maybe for sexy, dirty talk. Sexy talk, dirty sexy talk. talk. What words are allowed and not allowed? Yep. So other than moist. Hang on, let me see if it's on here. Oh my gosh, I'll laugh my ass off. No. no. The, the W word. That's my no-no word. That's not on here either. Really? Can I see? Well, hang on, let me get to the next page. Kitten. Kitten, that's my favorite. Yes, the W word is there. You can say it. I'm not going to say it. You can say it so they know what we're talking about. Whore. All right. Can I, <laughs> what? Can I call your equipment a pecker? Yes, no, maybe. Sure. A schlong? Sure. 
There's actually a word on here that I am not familiar with, which is funny because with the way I talk, you almost always say, who talks like that? Uh, turgid? Turgid? T-U-R-G-I-D? What the fuck does that mean? Oh, yeah, the M word is on here, sweetie. Well, it wasn't on the first page. Well, yeah. So sorry. Skank. I don't know how I feel about that one. That one's going to be a maybe leaning towards no. All right, so... Turgid. Turgid. Swollen, distended, congested. Congested? Turgid in fast-moving river. So I assume we're talking, if we were to use this word, we would talk about somebody's nether bits being engorged. Yes. Whether that is penis or vulva. I I would assume so. Twat? I like the word twat. I like the C word, both of them. The see you next Tuesday and the consent term. Okay, so the feelings. I love this. I'm just going to read off a few that I am really impressed with that made the list. So nurturing, rebellious. I like that. That's you. Yeah. Brat. Yep. Satiated. That is one of my favorite words. And I love that it's satiated instead of satisfied. Because euphoric. It, euphoric? Is that? Ooh, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Forced is on here. Embarrassed. Dirty victimized worship idolized out of control okay yeah this subservient is, Ooh, this is a really Ooh, i like this you like this list i really do sounds like we're gonna be sitting down and doing another yes no maybe list we just are for fun we are okay this will not be the first second third or even like um, the fourth no. or fifth yes no maybe list these are always fun to start conversations, and every time we look one up, we find a new one. Even more than that, people are always changing. People's tastes are always changing. It's good to sit down once every year and a half, once a year. Your sexual, Go over the list again. Your sexual appetite changes like your taste buds. I used to love chocolate ice cream. Icky. Icky yuckies? <gasps> oh my gosh, my tea almost came out my nose. I still can't believe you said that. I still can't I believe. I am all about technical terms. Yeah, clearly. All right. So a couple things to remember mm-hmm. is even if you approach this with the utmost gentility, the utmost patience, the utmost effective communication possible, your partner could still say no. Well, what's that mean for you? It's okay. It's okay that they said no, but what's it mean for you? And that's a personal decision. You need to decide how much this means to you. For example, if you were to shut things down on the kink side, we would have to talk about polyamory. I don't think that I could live without kink in my life. Okay. If we wanted to continue to have a successful relationship, I would need some type of outlet. Now, that outlet may not include penetration of any kind with another person, but I would need some form of kink. Don't necessarily need Polly for that. You could find a top that would be willing to come and meet with you and do things like that. Oh, like when we talked about professional doms. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be a professional. It could be a friend. It could be somebody you met online or through people you know. Or Yep. Yep. And yes, your partner does need to know that you are going to do this to be on the up and up. Yeah, we're not going to condone cheating. Always communicating, always being honest. My thing about how to live your life is if it's something that you would not feel comfortable telling your partner, probably not something you should be doing. Generally. So just don't fucking do it or be prepared to own what you've done. Those are, in my opinion, in my eyes, those are your two choices. That be being upfront s- and honest or fuck around and find out. That being said, I am referring specifically to loving relationships healthy individuals, non-abusive, overpowering situations, okay? 
But another thing to remember is that kink is subjective. What does that mean to you? Kink to me could be just feathers and blindfolds. That's true. Sensory play. That is technically a kink. And that could be as far as I want to take it. Yep. And if your partner is willing to meet you at least there, that's showing an effort. It's a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. They may not want to go any further. They may do some research and find out that they're willing to take a few more steps. Especially if it's within the realm of sensory play. Mm -hmm. Their interest has been piqued. But all in all, you need to respect your partner's boundaries. And limits. And limits. What is it? We only go... We only go as fast as the slowest person. We only go as fast as the slowest person. It's a great rule of thumb. And always reassure them that you do enjoy what you have. It's not just going to be about harping on what's missing. What is it? The bullshit sandwich? Mm-hmm. Is what it, so I love it when you do that thing with your tongue. I've been wondering, maybe you could do this with your hands, how that might feel. But don't get me wrong. Please don't stop doing that thing with your tongue. So it's a positive, an ask, and another positive or compliment. It's a bullshit sandwich. Yeah. But people like to hear about the things that you enjoy and the things that they did well. Yeah, always. You can go into your boss's office, get your ass chewed out, not even know it some days. Oh my gosh, right? I will say that the bullshit sandwich is something I definitely learned in the corporate world. Oh yeah. <sighs> so glad to be out of that, by the way. Did you know? Oh, okay. No, now, now I'm triggered. <laughs> At my previous place of employment, if somebody did something wrong, you filled out a did you know form. And this form would go off to the person and their supervisor saying, did you know that you are not supposed to do X, Y, Z? It's just tattletaling. But also, why can't people do their jobs? And I just, okay, I need to go. I, I can't. You've, pu- you've put me in a funk. Oh, and now I have their jingle stuck in my head. No. I'm not going to sing no. it. We don't need that lawsuit. I'm not doing it. All right. Get to your naughty limerick. This is, I got, I got to go. Well, looking up your thing, I lost my limerick here. Oh, turgid? Yes. I'm so going to use that. <laughs> turgid schlong. <laughs> turgid, turgid pecker. Uh, there once was a couple named Kelly. They got stuck belly to belly. For in their haste, they used library paste instead of petroleum jelly. <laughs> I like that one. You would. I do. It's got libraries, good rhythm. And paste. And paste. Sticky. Okay, before we get down that rabbit hole, say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. As always, thank you so much for listening. I don't know why you keep coming back for more. All I Because can... it's moist. Oh, is that? And that's succulent. A... Ooh, succulent's a good word. But now that there are so many plants called that. Okay, I'm trying to say goodbye here. Can you just... Now I want cupcakes. Mmm. Okay. I need you to. Pie. I need you to just... Zip. See the abuse I have to put up with? You like it. Anyway, you're probably a masochist if you keep coming back to this. But don't worry. I am too. You're in great company. So, until next week, he's biting his lip, trying not to interject. Until next week, stay you, stay beautiful, feel good, be naughty. Good night. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. 
I started Boink in 2022 with the goal to create a safe environment and culture for all genders and sexual orientations, to learn about and embrace every part of themselves and one another. We offer workshops, events, and various inclusive products, along with consultations, to make sure we take a holistic approach to enhancing individuals' sexual satisfaction with themselves or their partners. I believe that when you accept yourself and your partner on the most intimate of levels, it filters out into your daily life. The World Health Organization recognizes this, saying sexual health is fundamental to the overall health and well-being of individuals, couples, and families, and to the social and economic development of communities and countries. So as long as you'll have us, Boink will be here. Kink-affirming, gender-blurring, sex-fulfilling. And you can find any of our details at www.boink-ed.com.